Hello and welcome to Art Talks. I'm Dee Danjal and this episode continues our exciting journey into the world of immersive art and cultural exploration. Encounters is Scorpio's platform for cultural experimentation, which launches In Resonance, a brand new summer-long celebration of digital art and music in Mykonos. And in this episode, we speak to leading AI artist, Dr. Ivona Tao, alongside musician and Scorpio's resident DJ, Jean-Claude Ad, who have collaborated on not one, but two pieces of fantastic art, Island Illusions, Aegean Echoes, and Lost in Multimi Winds. Ivona is an award-winning generative AI artist who works at the intersection of arts and technology and is one of the most prominent names in the digital art scene. She focuses on working with experimental photography and motion painting by using neural networks and code. Her work has been showcased worldwide, including Freeze in London, Art Basel in Miami and Hoffa Gallery. Jean-Claude is one of the hottest names in dance music and has been a fixture in the global scene for the past two decades with his unique and authentic take on electronic music. He's also Scorpio's current resident at their legendary Sunday night parties. Okay, so uh, Ivano and Jean-Claude, welcome to the podcast. Today's the first time you've both met each other, which is uh, quite a monumental moment. Ivana, let's start off with you. How did you use... Uh, the GAN architecture uh, and AI in general to uh, approach, let's call it, the dance between the sea and the coast in the topography. Yeah, so first of all, GAN is a type of AI that you can use to train your own AI model on a set of photography or different images. And I did that. And my goal was really to find the interpolation, the connections and transitions between different elements such as rock formations, the sky, the land, the sea, all the parts that form this intricate landscape of Mykonos and uh, other Greek islands. And uh, I wanted to recreate this dance that happens through centuries and millennia in a more artistic form. Fantastic. JC, what was it like working with Ivana? Actually, you know, I started the music before I, I saw the images. Normally, you know, because I come as, um, I'm a producer for many, many years and I started back in the days also uh, with, uh, you know, doing some film music and advertising music. So I'm used to have an image before I start to do the music. In this case, it was different the other way around. So I sat down one night in the studio and I, I, I put all these images from... Aegean Sea and uh, Mykonos because I spent a lot of time here you know, since like many, many years I'm doing Sundays at Scorpio. So I'm going decades. back. Decades. Decades. Almost a decade. Almost a decade. <laughs> <laughs> but I am uh, so very familiar with the landscape. And so I just put these uh, pictures in my in my head and I, I started overnight. And it was actually a very short session, about three, four hours to get all this music together. And then I sent it to her and she, she did it in perfection. I mean, all what I thought, all my imagination, the pictures and everything was exactly what I was thinking uh, when I was creating the music for it. Ivana, is this the first time you've ever worked on a collaboration like this specifically? Uh, so I actually had a few audiovisual collaborations already. I think that it's absolutely amazing how adding sound to visual and creating a sound like yours elevates the narrative. And uh, this is what I really love about working on pieces that have two different mediums within them, that you then happen to have not just one story, but so much more, so many more emotions that happen with it, with experiencing the work. 
JC, was you was you happy with the way your music synced with yeah, the absolutely. visuals? Did you feel the cohesion between the completely two? Completely on the point, completely. Because I saw, you know, your images were very warm in the beginning when I had this piano just like coming in very slow, and and then when it got it got a little bit darker, the track and you 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 changed the images in more a darker color, more powerful. So it was like a beautiful story, very well synchronized, perfectly synchronized, actually. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, very happy to hear that. First, I had it very mixed, but then when I heard the final version and saw the transition, I was like, okay, yeah, that would actually be really cool to split the images into two different kinds. So, yeah, really happy to hear that. Ivana, <laughs> how has Mykonos, in terms of a landscape, let's say, inspired you as part of the collaboration? Did it in any way? Did you draw any kind of inspiration from, you know, the visual of Mykonos? Well, so I haven't been to Mykonos before, uh, so right. for me it was a lot of imagining how Mykonos looks like. I've been to other Greek islands, so I kind of knew the landscape would not be very different. I knew all the like rocks, shores, and this is something that I really wanted to have uh, in those works. I also, so as you mentioned, using some Google images, I, I used some AI generation for Mykonos <laughs> to kind of see, okay, what are the specific parts? And I had many different ideas I wanted to incorporate maybe a lot of this architecture that is very prominent of Mykonos. But then I started thinking that the concept of nature would be perhaps more powerful and working with light and winds and, and nature, this is really something that I focused more on. And also the water element is something that has appeared a lot in my previous works and I felt that it, it worked really well here because we were just surrounded by those beautiful waters everywhere. Fascinating. Uh, JC, over to you. I would love to hear more about inspirational musicians and figures that you draw inspiration from as part of your music process in general. Well, I'm an 80s kid, so I grew up with New Order, Pink Floyd, uh, Prince, Eurythmics, etc., uh, etc. Et so I love the 80s because they combine two worlds, you know, it's still the analog time and the, and the digital world. So it was for me, there was a very like strong songwriting in the 80s, but combined with electronic and, and, and analog uh, instruments. Is analog still a, an integral part of your setup? Well, I, I come from analog. But I switched very, very, very early, I would say 20 years ago to digital already. Okay, so all in the box now. All in the box. Yeah. And I remember when I think about 2002, 2003, I sold everything. And then everybody was telling me, are you crazy? This is not, never going to work. And I was always for, you know, for the new thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember in 2002 or 2003, I, I recorded and produced my first like uh, record, I mean, it was a number one record, which I sold over a million copies wow. you know, in 2003. Wow. And that was like done only in a G4 with an external CPU power from Creamware. Wow. So, uh, and it sounded really, really awesome. And everybody could not believe it that I, I did a track just like in a, inside a computer mm. without using any analog. And I didn't even master the track can you imagine i just bounce it out limited i put just a limiter and that's it and you released didn't go that through, through that didn't go through a mastering are nothing. you serious yes and it sounds mm -hmm. still sounds amazing and now. that was number one it was number one wow. jeez it was a collaboration with danny minogue which was a number one in the uk like oh my god i begin to wonder back in the days you know we saw wow. many copies yeah. wow i'm lost for words and that was like for me it was like okay i'm very secure now you know i don't need to go back to analog Sometimes I used to go back when I, you know, just want to go to um, a mastering. I do like um, a separate eight to ten tracks and, and send it through an Eve mixing board just to give some more of the old characteristic of analog. Mm -hmm. 
But in that particular case, I did it only digital. So it was Amazing. like, and since then, I actually 90% only work digital. Fascinating. Ivana, so you said this is the first time in Mykonos for you. Could you describe what you believe to be the connection between the art and the landscape? Well, uh, the art uh, and the landscape are, of course, very much connected. So, And the art strives and breathes the landscape. Mm. So when I work on a piece, uh, there is one moment that I realize that the work is done. And for me, when working with animation as a medium is when I feel that the piece is breathing. And this is where I would say, okay, this is a living organism. It breathes, so mm. it can go on. And the landscape itself is also breathing. It's it's changing uh, through the times, through the wind, and uh, and I would say that this is the the main focus of the piece. One of the key themes that I like to incorporate in my work is the relationship between what is civilization and what is very organic, like. In this work, we see the focus on organic, but but also it's sometimes very very funny to think about it. What is actually artificial and what is natural? We have all those really mixed up in our times. JC, I think it's fair to say that technology's had quite an effect, quite an extreme effect on, say, replacing the classic skills that a DJ used to practice. For example, the whole timing side of things, i.e. the sync button in technology completely revolutionized, or let's say changed, you know, the art of DJing. To what extent do you see AI making musicians and DJs' lives easier or even just changing it for better or for worse? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I remember back in the days when we had like analog mixing boards and all the, uh, you know, all the gear and, 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 and you had so much more work, you know, you had to go to your sampler, recording sample, put them on the keyboard so you can play them into your uh, computer or like tr trigger them. But uh, it was so such a, more, a longer work process in the studio. And everything, uh, and everybody was complaining when we had, when people start to work only, you know, I remember back in the days, even 15 years ago, there was like big recording studio with a Oxford Sony mixing board and all the analog stuff. And everybody was working in a small room mm. next door on Pro Tools and digital, but just pretending, you know, they needed it to show we're still having a big studio and they wanted to sell like it. But it's not being used. Yeah, it's oh, not being used. Man. So everybody was going for the faster, easier way, right? Of course, yeah. So, yeah. And, and now we have a similar situation now from digital from okay i have a computer i can do a track i can do a full production in my laptop now i would use uh, uh, ai to you know send me some loops or some uh, bass drums or i just give them an example of a track that i like i just want the track in the same frequencies but you can still use pieces and do your own thing out of it so you're going to mm. be fast in your, in your production process but doesn't mean that you I mean, it would be too easy to say, okay, this is a track that I like. It's number one in the charts. Give me 10 examples of something similar mm. and AI will do it. I don't know how good the AI is now. If uh, the everyone can have the same track or uh, the AI will always do something like spontaneously different mm. and it's going to be a one-off piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So at the end of the day, it's like still your 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 soul, uh, your input, and you need to give a language. I think you need to give some uh, formula into it, I think everything, the, the producing process will be much faster if you know how to work AI, much more comfortable. But at the end of the day, you need to have the experience. You need to know what works, what doesn't work, or put your kind of say, we still have a soul and the machine doesn't have it. So I think uh, until now. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe we're going to turn For to now. robots and we're going to lose the soul one day. But um, it's a very interesting uh, shift uh, right now. And I, I cannot predict where it's going to go because in the end of the day, I cannot imagine to have any AI or robot playing in front of a crowd because mm. people, I don't think they will accept the robot playing for them. People still need like a kind of a interaction or like a physical person. I wonder if that would still be the public opinion in say like three generations time. Let's well, see. three generations let's a lot. Yes. Let's I, hope. Well, <laughs> you know, if it changes, it changes. We can't stop it. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Right? But uh, The genie's out of the bottle as they say. Yeah, for the moment it's it's the way it is and, and uh, I don't think thousands of years of evolution you can change it in within uh, 10 or 20 years. I believe, you know, still, you always still have your physical contact and the energy between humans and I don't think you can have an energy between you and a machine but I think maybe in 2030 or second, third generation everything will go to a different scale, different level which we cannot predict at the moment. And now a quick word from our sponsor. The Hoffer Gallery specializes in contemporary art by established and emerging international artists. Hoffer is determined to feature a multitude of artistic disciplines with an intent focus on exceptional talent, diversity, innovation and cultural relevance. Dedicated to supporting rare talent and making their work globally accessible, Hoffer works closely with all of its artists to ensure the highest level of excellence and integrity across its locations in London, LA and Mykonos. For more information, head over to thehouseoffineart.com. Ivana, over to you. Let's talk a bit about the public discourse around AI. Uh, there's a lot of conversation, a lot of concerned conversation, let's say, between people about um, how they're seeing it, you know, being like the beginning of social apocalypse. Would you say for you and your experience with it so far, does it inspire you or have you ever felt threatened by it? Yeah, so essentially a lot of artists specifically as well are threatened by AI and when you're a digital artist using Photoshop or other tools and suddenly you see that other people are able to create something similar in seconds, you're like, am I going to be jobless, right? Mm. But I absolutely agree with what Jean-Claude was just saying, that it's actually all about the soul. Mm. And for arts, it's all about the story, about the messages you're trying to tell. So this is the human element that needs to be there, that... For, for the work to be meaningful in a way. Uh, AI would create multiple things. It can create infinitely many things in a second, but how many of those are meaningful is only what humans are able to say. And only humans are able to assign the stories and choose the pieces that make sense. Also, AI doesn't have any goal on its own. It's like, what you tell it to do, it will do. But it will not know. It still needs to be instructed. It needs to be instructed. And it needs to know know what is, you know, what is good, what is bad. This is what humans essentially assign those labels. And AI just learns on labels. It has no goal on its own and no initiative no motivation you know no motivation i love that yeah yeah it's you know it just does what you tell it to do it's, it's very stupid in a way that it of course doesn't have consciousness or it will not have at least for for some time but of course there is a lot of uh, you know a lot of emotions involved with public perception of ai especially as it's becoming more and more good at replicating stuff that we thought are like just you know what humans could do, but no machines could have done that. 
But uh, when you think about the domains, like not not only art, but also medicine, law, there is always this last step that human has to do. Human has to make the decision. And uh, yeah, I guess that the processes will become faster for all the professions, but they they will still need humans. So your work seems to draw inspiration a lot from cities, generally speaking. Uh, what is it about, you know, these urban environments that interest you? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of my works are dark and uh, related to cityscapes. Uh, and it all actually started with my very personal experiences of moving around towns. I I grew up in Vilnius, but then I moved to Warsaw and uh, then I lived in Berlin and Vienna. So I I really started getting to know the new places where I was by by going on walks on solitary very long, you know, just with your own thoughts, not even with music and uh, and capturing photographs as well. Mm. And it really started as one of those projects that felt very personal. And it also it got a lot of attention uh, from the audiences. And it, it really feels like uh, one of those foundational parts of my creative practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why some parts of that, they are still present. An interesting thing about training AI models is that I train them consecutively. So the models that are now trained on Mykonos, they actually, before that, they had memories of cities. So even though you don't no, no longer see any cities in them, they had to forget the previous information about the world. And now they had this new reality hmm. sort sorts of way. So for me it's it's uh, well very metaphoric. There I'm trying to make those models more like my own memories that just disappear or maybe get transformed into something new. And this is why also sometimes it's really fascinating when some elements of that come up in new projects that are very different. So if I'm training for example something on galaxy images like for uh and it has parts of visual aesthetics coming from cityscapes. It's what makes the process interesting because you have those very interesting middle points in between domains, in between concepts, where it's no longer one thing, but not yet the other. And this is what I strive to really explore this this new medium in. Because I could I could make photographs on its own, I could, you know, learn to paint if I wanted to create something super realistic. But my goal is really, you know, to have something in between, something that I would not be able to maybe even imagine and find those things and, yeah, and just bring them to life. Beautiful. Uh, JC, over to you. Genre blending or blurring those barriers between genres, that's quite a staple part of your work. Which genres do you tend to draw for or gravitate to and how do you kind of alchemize all of these inspirations from multiple genres to then create what you do? That's a good question. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a very uh, common question. People ask me, what kind of music do you play? What kind of music do you produce? I don't like when people are putting people into genres or, you know, in a box. So it's a fusion because I love, I come from house and I used to play 
minimal uh, and some techno and uh, uh, the, I did like music with the South American elements. I used uh, the 80s like Italo disco, you know, over the 20, 25 years of music career. I dived in so many different genres. At the, at the moment, I call it music because uh, it might be some uh, vocal Latin. Just now I did a remix for a track that has a Spanish uh, vocalist, mm -hmm. but I combine it with electronic um, uh, apogetos and I use the trumpets and I put like more um, progressive drummings combined with percussion. You basically don't even entertain the idea of genre. You just literally go for what you like in terms of components when it comes to the compositional part, if it works, it works. Would you say there's a, like a, a general tempo range that you... Yeah, tempo tend to range, I like to produce in between 118 and 122, 23 BPM. 118, you 18 said? 18 to 123 BPM. Right, so that's your sweet spot. Yeah, okay, cool. the same the same what I'm playing also as a yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah, it depends yeah. if it's a bigger stage and it's a festival or something, which I rarely pay, play festivals, but has to go more up. But um, I'm saying that, you know, it's about your own DNA. And as I know, not almost everything, what is out there, but a lot of music. I'm trying really to to be out of the box and, and do something that sounds different because everyone right now is just following a certain trend, is following each other. And you can hear it on all the new releases. Oh, again, the same harmony. Oh, again, the same beats. Oh, again, the same vocal. The same if the same if the same just because there is no identity for, yeah, yeah. from a lot of producers. They don't have their, their own identity or CI. So they're just like, okay, copy, paste. I want to be there. I want to look like him. I want to be playing in the same club that these guys are playing so there is always one original or two originals mm. and the rest will follow so and and therefore I'm trying always to be a bit away and autark in, in my music and just like I know how to produce music that it works mm. I mean it takes me like probably half a day to do a track and go and play tonight and make people dance but this is not about only do a track that people dance a track a tool that's fine, but it's much more than that. Mm -hmm. It's much more elements, Absolutely. much more sophisticated little arrangements and musical parts. And because I come from pop music also, I, I used to buy records by the age of eighteen already. I had the turntable and everything, so I love both. But I love pop music, so I love the fusion. It's not enough for me. Only minimal techno is not musical enough for me. You know what I mean? And so I pop could doesn't it really have a genre-specific element to it anywhere, does it? Pop is just popular music. Pop is popular music. Electronic music is also pop music. Now. Yeah, it's a yeah, popular music. now it is, absolutely. In a moment, you have a song, you have a lyrics, you have a verse, you have a chorus or whatever. It's catchy and people can, can sing along with. It's a pop track. No, absolutely. Would you say you're a day or a night person when it comes to producing? Back in the days, my routine was uh, do all my office uh, things uh, during the day, uh, Phone calls up by eight o'clock, one liter of coffee, studio, <laughs> and and eight to nine because no one was bothering me anymore and I was working till five, six AM. This for many, many, many years, like back in the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I prefer to switch it. Because, now you switch it. Yeah. I'm much more creative in the morning. Do you know what? Same. I, lo I love the morning energy. It's fresh. Yeah. You haven't been confused or distracted by the day's chaos. You yes. Just go and you've got really, really clean energy just to put into the yes. music. Yvonne, how about you? Day or night? What's your pick? Uh, well, definitely night. I'm, I'm an owl kind of person and a lot of my photography is also focused on night. It's coming from the fact that 
when I started working as a photographer back in the days before using uh, AI and other technological tools. I used to shoot uh, concert photography, so also very related to music and, you know, capturing the emotions the crowd feels. And it also meant working at nights, going to the gigs, and then in the morning you would have to go through the photographs, choose the b best ones. So really it started there, but I also feel something very inspirational in the darkness itself mm. and the shadows and chaoscuro kind of thing where you see something emerging from this darkness. It's, it's really fascinating because then you bring your focus to that. When it's when there's too much happening, too much light, uh, your energy is just all around. But when it's dark, you really can be focused maybe on your own. So maybe it's also coming back to those solitary cityscape walks where you're just on your own with your thoughts mm. and you have nothing to do, nowhere to be. This is where you get to be most true to yourself. And this is where most of the inspiration would come to you and you would, you know, figure out what's going on in your life and uh, uh, a lot of the inspiration in my work would come from, from those times as well. But when working as a digital artist and especially showing on screens, it's, it's very challenging because screens don't really like dark colors. Yeah, it, it's like, it's very different when it's printed, it's different when it's working with the screens. So, uh, so it has its own challenges. Let's finish up on asking you where you believe your artistic practice is going to take you next. Well, I, I never know the answer to that question because uh, when I start every project, it's it, I never know where it's going to take me. Mm -hmm. I started with a question, exploration task, like what is the landscape of Mykonos? What is the intersection of nature and civilization? So I guess it will bring me to more and more questions. And the answers, who knows? Okay, beautiful. JC? Uh, same here, because, you know, infinity possibilities and uh, let's see where, where the world is going. And, you know, I'm open to any kind of uh, new experiments, music, AI, or we go back to the roots and you're going to go back on the tape recorder. Uh, you never know. Yeah. Things can change. You know, it's like, maybe we're going to have a full reset and everybody's okay, leave it. We need to go back where we came from. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, still instruments are instruments. I don't think you can just replace instruments vibration when someone plays a guitar in front of you. It's a different thing when it comes out of a, of a box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's the energy. You can't replace this thing. It's impossible. So just staying inspired, staying progressive. It's a mix, you know, it's an ad, I believe. And if you're smart, you can use the good, po the good parts of the new technology, combine it with the old world, mm. just make your own, cook your own soup. And, and, and it's always, you can give, you know, you can give a, a computer with the same program, with the same plugins, with everything to 10 different producers and 10 different tracks will come yeah, out, yeah, completely yeah. different. Yeah. Or you just give an acapella and say, everybody does a remix. It's a 10 different. So you see, this is like, yeah, absolutely. it's open. JC, Ivana, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both. Thank you. Same here. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. So you. Much. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs>